Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Lindsay and Krista. So glad you are here. If you're watching on YouTube, what's up? We're also I on look YouTube. beautiful <laughs> today. <laughs> I look amazing oh. and radiant. Oh, man. I'm in that. What's it? You're in that hospital lighting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the hospital lighting, baby. It's just doing wonders for my skin, and I've got the puff going on. I got a facial with Colette, who is this like facialist from Vancouver. She was in Malibu a few weeks ago. And the whole time was like, my obsession was like the face puff, the puffiness of the face. Mm. And this is like just hopping into it. But I was watching this video and talking to her. Basically, facial puffiness and face structure is a lot based on blood sugar and salt. Mm. So there's like something that happens if you have too much blood or you too much sugar. It, I don't know what it is. If it holds on to water, basically- Carbs convert to sugar, which then holds onto water. Okay. And then it's holding onto water. So that's why your face looks puffy. And I noticed that actually when I have too many carbs or sugar, my face is much more puffy. Huh. And when you aren't eating as many carbs or sugar, your face is less puffy. It has to do with salt and then other things as well. But I thought that was like fascinating. I was like, that is very true for me. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure too. I mean, I'm sure it's like every everybody's a little bit different. Yes, but that's of course. Just, but that's so, so interesting. What did she recommend? She recommended what? Like just tons of water to flush or what? Well, well, she's so funny because her recommendation is like, you need to like speak your truth. And I know. like, you need to say what you want. Like that's the only recommendation she gives me is like, you're holding back saying what you want. <laughs> and so she's, you know, and she says that too, like with, if you have, yeah, like if you hold weight around your jaw or your face. So she's like, speak your truth, say what's on your mind. Everything will flow much better. But also gua sha is helpful. And then getting in, having like carbs later in the day, she said, is helpful. Mm-hmm. And basically just making sure that, you know, you're always moving, lymphatic drainage, vibration plates, all that kind of stuff. But I think for me, it's like just being mindful of my carb or sugar intake to be mindful of the, the face puff. The carbs later in the day, who just told us that? And I was like, oh, like right before you go, like before bed, it's actually better to have your carbs and some of the sugar that you would normally, like whatever that looks like, like even fruit. Fruit would be fascinating, honestly. I don't know if it was just kind of like burning overnight and then in the morning, like that's kind of what you're using as your energy. So in the morning you can pseudo fast for a little bit, you know? We are 0% Um, doctors. So just do whatever you want and let us know how it goes. Zero. (laughs) That's our advice. Do whatever you want and let let us know how it goes. I, (laughs) yeah, dude, last night we had Levain Bakery. Have you ever had it? Sorry? (laughs) Have you ever had Levain Bakery in New York? Of course. Because I was thinking of sugar and carbs before bed. Dude, it is so (laughs) unbelievable. Oh, it's amazing. Did you go, what? It was on. We got three cookies and they're massive. They're like pies. They're huge. We got chocolate peanut. Oh my God, dude. So good. We got Meatball Shop and then Levain Bakery. It was just, it was, it was so good. I love me some Meatball Shop. Dude, me too. Meatball Shop is so bomb. (laughs) And it's good as a vegan because it's super hearty and just delicious. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, I was like, dude, Levain is so good. Did you go or order? No, we went. Nice. Yeah, it was right over there in Brooklyn. So we just, we just went, but it was so bomb. 
It's so, so good. It's a vibe. I was saying to Krista, it's, it was fucking 60 degrees in New York. What's happening? I know. It was a little too warm. I was getting sweaty. I had my whole vibe going. I was like, oh, I have my whole like winter <laughs> co- winter <laughs> costume. Yeah, my whole run the, run the runway, runway winter costume. <laughs> and I'm like rocking. I have this like very trendy shit and then I'm sweating my ass off. <laughs> I think something's going on. So I, I don't, I've been microdosing. So this is something that I'll talk about later, but I've been microdosing. And it was like, I got home yesterday and I literally smelled like my dad's gym bag. I smelled so bad. And Justin was like, yo, what is going on? Like you smell like blink fitness. And I just smelled so bad. And I was like, I think it's the microdosing that I'm doing. And he's like, you're insane. But I kind of think it is. I don't know if it's like doing something to me, but I've noticed a trend of when I started and my smelling. (laughs) That's so interesting. I wonder if it's like somewhat of like a... A detox in a way. No, dude, I don't know. Everything is like a detox for me. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this must be, this must be, must be something. So weird. I know. I'll keep yeah. you guys updated with the microdosing yeah. journey. Obviously, I'll let I you know how it goes. And I will not give you my source. So quit asking me. <laughs> dude, every single person's asking me for my source. Like it's like I'm going to be like, yeah, <laughs> X. So that they're sold out and I can't get my, my fix. I know. Well, I think you have to make sure it's legal places because I think it's legal in certain states and not in others. Mm. And then you got to ask your source if they're cool with it. You know the vibes. Yeah, of course. Totally. But Justin was saying yesterday, because Justin's been microdosing for months, and he was saying the other day, he's like, I've noticed that I can think so much bigger. He's like, I just think on such a bigger picture scale than mm. I used to ever think. Mm-hmm. Like the ideas that I have coming through are just so much more creative and so much more, yeah, big picture than before. He's like, it's changed. I know. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't ask you for your source, but. (laughs) I think you know our source. I'll grow my own. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally grow your own. Well, so glad you guys are here. If you're new to the podcast, this is kind of top of year. So welcome. If you just found the pod, we talk about everything from spirituality, mushrooms, microdosing, to aliens, to entrepreneurship, to health and wellness. We really span the gamut. And it's been a it's been a wild ride. And this year, we're really excited to bring you some pretty incredible guests. Today's guest is the founder of a brand that we love so much and just found her story to be super inspiring because we know a lot of you in our audience are entrepreneurs yourself. And a lot of you are are one man, one woman shows and really making it happen. And just thought that Ashley Nicholson's story was one that was so inspiring and really like tangible where it's like, oh yeah, I'm actually at that point in my journey as well and dealing with the same thing. So I'm excited to to welcome her on. Yeah, same. She's been in our community for a long time. She's been a long time fan and listener. I remember damning with her years ago, and I was so excited when she started the company. But I think that's a really great point. And oftentimes our community will say, you know, they want to hear from people that feel closer to their part of the journey and story. And we'll have people like Jess Shetty on and Glennon Doyle and all these people that are amazing and really established and successful. But it is really nice and helpful to hear about someone that's maybe two to three steps ahead of you, three to four steps ahead of you, rather than like 15 to 10 or 15 Mm -hmm. to 20. Because then you can just identify yourself and get inspired by someone that's a little bit closer to to where you are in your journey than those that have been in the game for a really, really long time. And I really do love to just support 
women in our community and doing something that's impactful, doing something that they love. And I think something that came out of our conversation with her was just really the inspiration for creating BTR Bars. And that was, you know, when both of her parents were very sick in the hospital. They both have since passed. When both of her parents passed after having cancer in the hospital, she was spending a lot of time in the hospital with them and realized that there wasn't a really healthy, functional food option. So she created BTR bars to provide them with ingredients that, you know, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no whey, no added sugar, no GMOs, no sugar alcohols, all these great things that can support them, you know, in their cancer journey, and then also adaptogens. So we talked a lot about that process of grief, that process of losing her parents, using and turning that into her mission, into something that she was going to do to shape and impact the world. And then we talked about the other side of it, the adaptogen piece, the health components, and why adaptogens are such an amazing part to add to any bar. And I think, again, for listeners, just bringing it back once more, it's like when we think about finding our purpose and finding our mission, there's a few different ways that people can find their mission or find their purpose. But oftentimes we find it within the hardest things that we ever go through. And for her, that was losing her parents. You know, there there isn't many things that are more devastating to you, but to really cultivate and turn that energy into something that becomes productive, that fulfills you and fulfills others is just so powerful. So thinking back to all the points and times in our life that have been really hard for us or that have been challenging or that have provided us with, you know, that great contrast of hard of hard things and how could you cultivate and turn that into something that helps change the world for the better. Definitely. And BTR stands for what her parents would say to her all the time, be bold, tenacious, and resilient. So yeah, I just think it's that importance of the why. And it, you know, we say it all the time and it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's so important if you are creating anything to establish your why and it could evolve, but this is really an anchor in your process mm-hmm. because things are going to get hard. Things are going to push and pull your attention um, and focus. So if you have your why, it's something that you can return to in those moments where you're like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. But Ashley is a sweetheart and her heart is just all over this brand. The bars are delicious. So mm-hmm. there's that. Dude, the bars are bomb. <laughs> I love the um, cinnamon one. So BTR yeah. bars, Lindsay and I have them on hand all the time. There's energy bliss and recharge. The flavors are cinnamon cookie dough, dark chocolate brownie, peanut butter chocolate chip. Like, is mm-hmm. there anything more that I want in my life? Yeah, no. I really love cinnamon cookie dough. Same. It's like my love language. And then peanut butter chocolate chip, of course. I love that they are the perfect size. They're not too big, not too small. The texture's really nice. The flavor's really good. And they do feel and eat super clean. I know people hate and get triggered by that word. But there isn't like, I don't know, the energy level that you feel after you eat them feels really nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's true. And there's very little sugar. So you're not getting that like spike after you have like so many bars have so much sugar. So you really, really feel really feel the difference. So Yes. My dad dude he he what he would buy those one, these one protein bars that literally had 300 calories and like 58 grams of sugar. And I for Christmas I sent him a Thrive Market box and I sent him some BTR bars and some other bars and he's like yeah, he's like these are amazing. He really loved them. But he was saying he's like, you know, there's sometimes when they taste like a Reese cup when it's just really good. I'm like, dude, they're not going to they don't want to taste like a Reese cup. Like, what? Are you a child? So, my favorite is cinnamon cookie dough. Lindsay's, is that your same favorite flavor yeah, too? Yeah, cinnamon cookie okay. dough is my favorite. We oh, do have a code for these bars, almost so, 30 for so 20% good. off. 
And that's eatbtrbar.com. So that's eatbtrbar.com. And again, this interview was with Ashley Nicholson, who is the founder and creator of BTR Bar. And she really wanted to bring this mission to you. And I'm so glad that she's been on the pod as a woman of our community, someone that's doing something different, someone that could be inspirational for all of you that are on a mission to find your purpose and figure out what you want to do and be in your life. Truly. All right. And before we get into this episode, just wanted to let you know that in two days, wow, Camp Almost 30 is happening. So this is our favorite event of the year. This is an absolutely free virtual event where we bring together our favorite teachers, healers, experts that we know and love and bring them to you. Thousands of you from around the world are joining. And it's just, the energy is so high, so connected, so like otherworldly, you will feel incredible after this event. I know being on Zoom, you don't always feel incredible after. I promise you it will feel different. And the lineup is incredible. The lineup's so good. I was just looking at our lineup. So we have people like Jill Winterstein of Spirit Daughter. We have Mark Groves of Create the Love, Kimberly Snyder, who's been a nutritionist and someone in the health and wellness game for so long. We have Rail Bird of Black Soul Theory, someone that is my favorite Instagram account to follow. She just drops so many gems. We have Manoj Diaz of Open. He's going to do a meditation breathwork of being in our body. I'm really excited about Bethany Webster's session. So she's going to be talking about the inner teenager and inner child healing is something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast. It's something that I think you are all familiar with if you listen to the show or maybe have heard the word. But inner teenager healing is such a vibe. And that is that totally. for me and everything she talks about with inner teenager is just right on point. So I am excited <laughs> to talk about that. My inner teenager is quite the rebel. She deserves a lot of respect. And we're going to be bringing her from inner conflict to inner peace. And that will you know, definitely impact our lives in the future. Yes. So you can reserve your spot because space is limited at almost30.com slash camp. You can see all of our speakers on there and learn more about what this day is all about. And it will kick off enrollment for our membership. So we open enrollment for our membership twice a year. This is a really special time. We have six-month containers for our membership, which is intentional, where we can really go deep with our members. We have workshops and live hangs and downloadables and extra episodes, meditations. Really, this is a supportive space yes. where you can feel free to evolve right from where you are. And it's just an incredible place to be in community. So I'm excited to welcome our new members. So just make a note of that. Be ready be ready to join. We're excited to have you. Same. Yeah, it's been so fun. And I feel like with the membership, we've just dialed it really well. We just did a refresh on the back end. So the site is super easy to navigate and just really beautiful. And now there's even more content and workshops available. So you have the access to all of the workshops that we've done for the entire membership period. So that is like tons and tons of content that you can dig into. Our downloadables are even more dialed with the astrology forecast, with our intentions, with affirmations, with resources. It is so, so good. So if you invest in yourself you know, in 2022, I think this is an amazing place to start that will give you that cornucopia of things that you can tap into that is so very almost 30. I agree. All right, y'all. Enjoy this episode. We adore you. And we will see you on the other side. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. 
you ever have a bar phase? A bar phase? Yeah. Like a bar eating? Yeah. I, I mean, I did, I did power bars. Oh, and when? And I would put them in the microwave. When I lived, when I first moved to LA and I lived in that shithole in Venice. <laughs> Dude. And that was like, what? I was like, this is a great lunch. And I would do the chocolate chip cookie and I would put the power bar. Power bar? Or am I thinking of Quest bar? No, I was like, wait, power bars? I, yeah, because I didn't think power Quest. bars could microwave. Quest microwaves very well, but also Dude. is probably radioactive <laughs> after microwavation. Dude. I lived on Quest too. So. I, people say they lived, I would eat six a day. Three for breakfast, three for dinner. What? And then I'd have a salad in the middle. Did you stack them in knife and fork? Fuck them? no. I would enjoy every bite. I used to wake up in the morning and sit on the floor of our <laughs> studio apartment in the bathroom because I was trying to have like time for myself. <laughs> so I'd sit on the bathroom floor with my back against the wall, just <laughs> eating fucking Quest bars three at a time. Wow. Which flavor? My stomach. I eventually got an allergy to them. Really? I had to go to the, the doctor. I had like a rash all over my face. That's <laughs> <laughs> that soluble oh corn God. fiber. I, Yo. Wait, say more. Dude, I wrote on their wall of their business because they changed the ingredients. So originally, when I started to take them, it was it was like a great ingredient profile. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it to soluble corn, flour, corn fiber mm-hmm. to make it have that really high fiber content. And that's when I started to get sick. And now oh. I literally will be sick if I eat one. Dude, corn makes me sick. Corn's gross. Corn is crazy. <laughs> and it's like, it's 20, 20, 20 to 21 grams of fiber. Like that's the crazy Yo, thing. Yo, that's the whole thing yeah. is my body was like 60 grams of fiber. <laughs> in one sitting. <laughs> and it's like, there's not like a vegetable in here. There's not like one leafy vegetable or there's no like fiber giving thing in this. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine what my digestive system was doing with that much fiber it's every day? It's just like a traffic jam. But it's jam. weird. You, did, you didn't poop more. Well, You're so yeah, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. It never That's made true. you go. I Because I, I used to eat three a day because I, I was a personal trainer for many years. I ate them mm. on the floor and I was obsessed with them because I was obsessed with the fact that they were portion controlled. I was like, oh my goodness, the calories yes. are great. The macros fit. There was so much shit in there. I'll never forget when Jessica came to visit. We just started dating. It was the first weekend we actually hooked up. I was in Chicago and he brought one. He's like, have you ever tried these? And it was the brownie flavor. And yo, it was yes. game And over. you're like, never before in my life. But at first, <laughs> no, but at first, at first I didn't like it. I was like, this is weird because I was a think thin girl. Oh. Okay. I was like thin. Oh, Got I do it. remember they gave you gas. Yes. I think Quest Bars definitely gave you gas. <laughs> you were so, dude, it was so wrong. The cookie, last thing about Quest Bars, the cookies and cream one. Was my favorite. Do you guys ever oh, have I like the chocolate chip. The Ugh. brownie and the blueberry muffin. Oh my God. Oh, I lived wow. on blueberry muffin. Justin likes cinnamon roll. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's actually crazy to think about a lot of those brands that kind of not took advantage because I don't know if it was conscious, but of, the, yeah. of that craze of like portion control, macros, totally. that, you know, and, and not really being transparent about what was in it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, it's, it's still happening. And it's, it's, they're totally, it's total marketing because it, it makes sense, right? Like the fat to protein. We get people all the time. They're like, oh, well, it's only 10 grams of protein, but in a Quest bar that tastes just as good, I can get 21 grams of protein. I'm like, and also 21 grams of freaking fiber. Mm-hmm. That is, because like people associate fiber and they're like, oh, this is good. It's going to make me poop. <laughs> not yeah. soluble corn fiber and also not that much fiber. Too much yes. fiber. Too much fiber mm-hmm. is not great. I wonder what that is. So it's like part of the corn like, I wonder what the science of soluble corn fiber is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are they doing to adjust corn to only keep the salt? Like, 
It's a very weird thing, but that's the truth. It's like, that's not how fiber works. And sometimes with our body, I'm like, it's smarter than we think. And are they using that because it's cheaper? Yes. Okay. Corn be cheap. Yeah. Because yeah. it was almond or something before. I don't know what it was I think before. It was almond. Yeah. Because oh, we use chicory right. root. Yes, so, chicory root. And we also use only a little bit. So yes. everyone is either six, seven, eight max grams because I have IBS myself. So I'm over, over mm. here being like, this is something that's important. And people ask us, well, why don't you have more fiber? And I'm like, because more than 10 grams of fiber in a little bar is, is going to give you gas. Dude, like, what are people doing? Everyone's crazy. Dude, everyone's More alert. fiber. Why does it have more protein, more fiber? It's like eat a meal in addition to this. I know, I know. That's what I'm, I'm trying to tell people. This is a snack protein bar. Yes. Like it's 35 grams. It's small. And people are like, oh, well, sometimes it's unimpressive when it comes out of the wrapper. And I'm like, oh. I fucking love that. That's because it doesn't are- have icing on it. <laughs> Exactly. It's a snack bar. And then people eat it and it's then they're then they fall in love. Oh my god, of course. Once they once they taste it, they're just like, oh my goodness, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. With chicory root fiber, what is chicory root fiber? Because I think for a lot of people listening, it is in a lot of things that they're eating. What is that? Yeah. So chicory root, so the fiber actually comes from the plant itself. So it is the most natural form of because fiber technically, like anything, protein, they're all technically additives, right? Like when you're putting protein in anything. It's pea protein. You're putting it in a smoothie. You're putting it in a shake. It's that wasn't there to begin with. So, fi- the, the fiber from chicory root fiber is literally you're taking the chicory root plant and you're compressing it and sucking out all of the juice. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what makes it so yeah. And it's yummy too. It's yummy mm-hmm. and delicious because chicory as a plant has a flavor. So mm-hmm. it kind of adds that nice texture and it adds like a little bit of a note of sweetness. Ooh. Mm. And it's expensive. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> Super expensive. So there's more and more products that are getting on board with chicory root fiber and monk fruit, which I'm excited to mm-hmm. see. But then you have the counterparts that are like soluble tapioca fiber, maltodextrin, glycerin. Like all of those are these additives that have no purpose in, and they don't add taste or texture. They're just really cheap. So it's bulk. Mm. So the chicory root has a purpose in our bar because that's our whole thing is protein bars with a purpose. So every ingredient has to have a place. Otherwise, it's not in there. And the more that people use this, the less it'll cost. Sorry, that's a silly question, but just as like you're building this business and wanting to obviously keep your ingredients as high quality as possible, but obviously it's a it's a large cost. So the more people, the more brands that use this, it will lower in cost. Possibly. Oh, okay. so or, to- or raise or increase in cost, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's, it, or cause a global shortage, which mm. is where just, I mean, the bars are flying. So inventory is, we're always like out of stock. Every month we're out of stock, like of a different flavor. So it's really, really tough to keep ingredients on the shelf because COVID hit and completely just changed the entire supply chain. And the supply chain is just a hot mess right now. So, but we, why we're out of stock is we do not compromise. We don't source from any alternative suppliers. We literally source from the exact same supplier, has to be the highest quality. So organic where possible. So non-GMO, has to be non-GMO certified. So- Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that, that there could be like prefer, like other vendors that people source from. And that was some of the issue that Belcampo had mm. is that they were going outside their normal suppliers for their meats. And they weren't people that, they were people that were not practicing the standard of practices that they advertised to have. And so they were essentially like almost factory farming. And it's it's such a little thing, but it's there's such complication behind the scenes of food companies. It's unreal. Like it's crazy. Your vendors, like 
the labels, Mm -hmm. the ingredients get names changed all the time so people don't really know what it is, like subsidizing different foods. So for you being in this space, like, have you found that to be incredibly overwhelming? Yeah. I mean, every day, especially I think the biggest thing for us is seeing brands that say no sugar. And clearly there's there's tons of sugar. Sugar has a hundred different names. And that's the thing that confuses consumers. And that's, it's just, it's so, it's so scary because sugar can be brown rice syrup, but people see brown rice and they're like, oh, well, brown rice is good. And it's fine. I mean, it's fine to have sugar in protein bars. It's just taking a look at what works best for your body and coming from like my list of non-negotiables was no added sugar in these bars. So we want to, you know, lightly sweeten with monk fruit because monk fruit also has antioxidant properties. I could go on forever about the ingredients, Mm -hmm. but it's for us, the non-negotiable was sugar. And when we see so many brands and so many consumers like, oh, but there's no sugar in this bar. And I'm like, well, it also has like a hundred grams of erythritol. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. do you know Mm -hmm. what a sugar alcohol is? Do you know what it does in your body? So we're constantly going back to how can we educate with but also making it fun because I my my first master's is actually in higher education. So education is like in my blood. But I so sometimes I like we get in front of the camera and I'm, I talk about vegetable glycerin and I talk about sugar alcohols and people are like, okay. So then now I've decided I'm gonna make reels and TikToks about it because then it's more fun. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so what do these particular sugar alcohols do in your body? So sugar alcohols, and from my understanding, for me, anything where I have to like literally take out, so my my bachelor's is in biochemistry. If I have to take out a biochemistry textbook and be like taking a look at like what the actual biochemical structure is, I'm like, I just don't want to eat. That's not what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. So the sugar alcohols are basically, it's sugar that's basically manipulated and just overly processed. And erythritol is probably the best one, but there's some that are like sorbitol and malitol and they all, it's all gas bloating lots of digestive distress. So especially if you eat a, a lot of it. And a lot of these bars, to give it that flavor because people are just not used to eating nuts, right? Like nuts is like our, at our base, we're a nut butter bar. And people are like, oh, this this tastes like peanut butter. And I'm like, exactly. Like that's what we want it to be. Like it's not going to be like peanut butter, raspberry jam flavor. Like yes. it's to do that, you need to have all this other. And if you don't want sugar, you have to put all this crap in the bar that is hard to digest for the body. Mm. The body doesn't know what it is. Like, the body <laughs> doesn't know what like sugar, the like thing. the Neanderthals did not have sugar alcohol. Honestly. The body is, like, does not know what to do with it. They're like, mm. oh, my body's like, I guess another bar. <laughs> exactly. I think too, it's like with all of it, and this is saying this to myself as someone that falls for it, but it's like, think about it. Does it make sense that this is a bar with zero sugar that's birthday cake flavor? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> Does this make sense that there's no sugar in a raspberry cream pie bar? You know, there's know. just so much of it's like thinking critically about it all. And the more unnatural it sounds, the more unnatural the ingredients are to probably get it there. Yes. With vegetable glycerin, that was something. So there's glycerin and then are, are they the same? is vegetable glycerin one thing? That's a good question. I think, Or is it just glycerin? I think it depends. So vegetable glycerin can be sourced from, this is what I hate about vegetable glycerin because it's not like, none of these ingredients are inherently bad. So Mm -hmm. I like to, you know, I don't really take this stance on like, okay, these are good or these are bad ingredients, but you don't know what's in vegetable glycerin. I think that's what throws me off. So it can be sourced from palm, corn, Mm -hmm. soy, Mm -hmm. anything that can be grown and, and that's it. And that's the, and that, 
That's the label. And that goes on the label. That's my like my beef with natural flavors is like, I mean, do I eat things with natural flavors? Sure. Like, I mean, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just everywhere mm-hmm. in, in society. And I'm hoping the industry changes over time. But it hasn't. Like, it's, we finally have adjusted to like, fat is okay. And, you know, I think we're, we're seeing like people are staying away from sugar because there's just so much literature. There's so much research. And I mean, you know, every once in a while, but people are staying away from like the super sugary drinks, the super sugary snacks, unless it's like, you know, a treat. So, but we've come to in the industry, like fat's okay, but we like cannot get past natural flavors. Like natural flavors are just in everything. And it's just now it's like, oh, well, it's not artificial, but 50 to 100, sometimes 500 other chemicals are thrown into a natural flavor and you have no idea what they are. And they're in very small. So like their defense is it's in very small percentages and usually less than 2% of the entire volume of the product. But you still don't know what's in there. So yeah. like if you have a food allergy, I have you know many food allergies. I'm like, what, what am I eating? And I'm just like crossing my fingers being like, I hope this you know doesn't send me to the bathroom in an hour. So anything that I bring to market cannot have any natural flavors in it. Mm-hmm. So that's just like, my, the deal I made with all. myself. Yeah. What inspired, what inspired all of this? You know, I, I, I hear like the passion in your voice just around keeping it as clean as possible and keeping it transparent. So I would love to kind of go back and talk about your story leading up to, to founding Better Bars. Sure. It's, yeah, I get so excited about the ingredients. I could literally talk about them for days. So it all it all goes back to my parents. So BTR stands for Be Bold, Tenacious, and Resilient. And that's actually my parents' mantra. And where this all came from was over five years ago, both of my parents were diagnosed with rare forms of cancer. And my mom was diagnosed with a leomyosarcoma. And then a few years later, my father was diagnosed with appendiceal cancer. Like this is 0.001% chance. Just really shook our lives. I'm an only child. I became their primary caretaker. And I was just in and out. I mean, we all were in and out of chemo appointments, doctor's appointments. This was when we were living in New York City. And we were just eating like shit. And, you know, at this point, this is, you know, they were diagnosed with stage five cancer. I wasn't thinking, okay, I need to, you know, have you be eating, you know, drinking green juices every single day to try to reverse this. It's, you know, there there comes a point where it's, irreversible. And, but I wanted them to be fueled. They were not getting enough protein. They were just so tired all the time. And the chemo was knocking them out. And then I was, I was just a hot mess. So stress levels, energy levels depleted. So I have a background in biochemistry, as I had mentioned, and food studies. So I took to the kitchen and started making these little bites. They were not bars at the time. They were just whatever I could make in my little food processor, but they had superfoods and adaptogens. I've been, I'm obsessed with reishi. I'm a type A control freak. So reishi is what like brings me down. It makes me feel calm and like a human again. So I started using, you know, all these superfoods and adaptogens. I would bring them to the hospital and my parents were like, oh, these are actually good. And then, then the doctors and nurses were like, what are these? Like everyone was coming in and eating them. I was like, okay, maybe I have something here. And, and that was it. So I wrote all of these recipes down and I, you know, completely tabled the idea when, when my parents passed, my mom passed first and then, and then my dad. And I was like, I need stability. So I just, I just tabled it. I kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I it was always in the back of my head, but I like forgot about it. I was like, I can't do this. This is not attainable right now. Like I just need to make money. I need to be able to just have a community, like uh, build a support system and just like try to like build myself back up. But my father actually, he was in, he worked in uh, trademarks and legal and, and he actually incorporated the company. So the company is incorporated as Better Brownie Bites LLC. And he was like, 
I know you're going to do something. Both my parents knew I had this like entrepreneurial passion, but I just, I don't know. I just, without them, I didn't think that I could bring this to life. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know, I think there's a part of me that when you lose your, your loved ones. And I mean, we were a tripod. I am very, you know, very privileged to say that my parents were, they were my best friends growing up. And, you know, without having siblings, I, I hung out with them all the time and they were my support system. And they don't necessarily know. I, I felt like I needed them to give me a sign and a message to do this, you know, in the afterlife being like, you can actually do this. It didn't matter whether everyone on earth was like, you got this. It was like, I needed the sign and message from them. And that came in the middle of the pandemic where it was just, life just seemed so uncertain. And I was just so drained and just like, not living my best life. And I was just not, my hair was falling out. I just didn't feel like I was living this optimal life that I wanted to. And, you know, I remember all the things that my parents would say. And my father was, he was this wise sage. So he, I have, I have all of his letters. Um, he wrote me a letter every year on my birthday and then on like special occasions. And I have them all with me in, mm-hmm. in my little apartment in San Francisco. And they just had so many gemstones. And one of those was be bold, tenacious, and resilient, which as a child, I would literally like roll my eyes because I'm like, okay, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> I love that. Like sending me to- You're kin- like, I'm four. I know, I know. <laughs> sending me to kindergarten and they would be like, did you pack your lunch? Did you, you know, do you have your pencils? Like, remember, like you got this, be bold, tenacious, and resilient. Like the, oh. I literally like wow. had an image in, mm-hmm. you know, a, I went to Catholic school and in of the schoolyard and me in my little uniform. And that, it, it, it really grounds me, especially wow. starting the company, starting the company as a solo founder, as a solo female founder. It has been a very interesting experience. So I, I feel them with me, and I feel finally like in the middle of the pandemic. This, I think it was, everything was coming to this this point where it was like, wait a second, you can do this. And I got this message, and I think it was it was mainly for my father. My mom was a little bit more of a doubter. She was kind of like the realist, like, okay, so how are you going to do this? Like, how are you going to afford to do this? Like, what are you going to do next? Like, what's, you know, what's going to happen? And so I had, you know, my list of to, to address my mom and be like, here's how I'm going to do this. Like, I literally, I was saving my whole life and I didn't know what I was saving for. I mean, I guess in my head, I was like, oh, I'm saving for a house. I'm saving for when I start my family. But like, it's like, I'm going to use my savings for, I'm going to invest in me. And that's, yeah. And that was nine months ago. Well, a little, about 10 months ago. Whoa. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. I love that they were like, be bold, tenacious, and resilient. And you're in Catholic school and you're like in the front of a few, like just <laughs> exactly. being silent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like oh not the place where you're bold, tenacious, or resilient. I know. We hope you're enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a few moments to share brands with you that we love and who support this show. Are y'all enjoying today's episode with founder of BTR Nation, Ashley Nicholson? Thought so. I've known a lot of snack bars in my life and I'm really excited to share with you one of my faves, BTR Nation Bar. Hello, it's my favorite. Um, This bar has kept me satiated. It tastes delicious and each bar is boosted with seven or more functional superfoods and adaptogens. So it's really satisfying every snacking need from AM to PM, from energy to bliss. Yes, those are two of the names of their bars. And each bar has 90% less sugar than the average protein bar. Check your bars. A lot of them have too much sugar, only two to three total sugars in these bars, zero grams of added sugar. Um, So if you're keto or paleo, perfect for you. And these bars are powered by plants, 100% powered by plants, vegan. Uh, They are just so clean 
Sometimes when I eat other bars, I am feeling like the sugar spike and then the drop, and then I don't know what to do with myself. So try BTR Nation. I suggest the limited edition sampler pack. And with our code almost 30, you can get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide. That's btrnation.com, btrnation.com. And you can use the code almost 30 for 20% off plus free shipping. You've probably heard the buzz about Beekeepers Naturals. Not sure if you tried it yet, but I highly, highly recommend. I've been using the Propolis Throat Spray all season long. And I have to tell you, this has naturally helped to boost my immune system. So Propolis, which is found in the beehive, the power of the beehive is insane. Please listen to our episodes with the founder, Carly Stein. Uh, Propolis is antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory. So I've been spraying this in the back of my throat. Uh, Five sprays twice, maybe three times a day if I'm feeling a little under the weather. This is the ultimate protector. It's honestly helped to treat sore throats, prevents me from getting sick. It's 100% natural. The bees actually make it from the plant and tree resins. There's zero sugar or additives in the propolis spray. It is easy for on-the-go immune boosting. I think it's perfect for travel. I put it in most of my travel bags. Um, And I just love Beekeepers Naturals in general because they practice third-party testing. So third-party pesticide testing on all their raw products. They are sustainably sourced. They work with a network of small scale beekeepers in remote locations far from pesticides. So I just, I trust this brand and they are really helping us to update our medicine cabinets. So the throat spray is my number one recommendation, but head to beekeepersnaturals.com slash almost 30 and you will see an incredible array of products that I think you're going to love. And they're offering 25% off your first order right now. So go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash almost 30 or enter the code almost 30 at checkout. That's 25% off. This is exclusive for you. It's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash almost 30, beekeepersnaturals.com slash almost 30, or use the code almost 30 at checkout to get 25% off. Beekeepers Naturals products are also available at Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, Air One, and GNC. So start feeling better today. I wrote down rituals because I really, I've been talking to um, Justin about this, just like those sort of rituals are so beautiful and powerful. And I always admire families and parents that do things like that, where every year I got a, every year I got a letter, you know, everything that was monumental, I got a letter. And every day they said this thing to me, like that stuff is so beautiful, like ritualizing parts of your life with your children. I really look forward to doing that. And I'm really glad that you shared that. When your mother passed first and it was your father, like what was sort of your mental state, you know, grieving and then being there with what, like, what was that like? I'm an open book and to be completely transparent, it, when my mom passed, my life shattered. Mm. I just went into this, I mean, I'm had high functioning anxiety. Mm -hmm. I must have, because I was still, I got a promotion. I was like, how am I doing this? Like, (laughs) what is Mm. happening? And I, 
I, I must have masked it. I really just, it was kind of like this rock bottom where I could, just could not process it. My mom was my person. And, and my, you know, I say my father is my best friend as well, but he was just more of this. He was, he just supported and loved everything that I did, but my mm-hmm. mom was my person, you know, mm-hmm. like in Grey's Anatomy when you find your person. And it was, and I was actually with both of my parents in the room when they took their last breath. And it was, it was such an honor and it was as devastating. And as it literally is like imprinted in my brain, it, it's it's something I will take with me forever. But it was just such an honor to be there with them. And I, so after my mom passed, it was, it was rough. Even though my father was there, we just didn't know like how yeah. to support each other. Yes. It's, and it was just me and him. Our, our relationship changed. It was, it was challenging. And then when my father passed, it was odd. I felt like as devastated as I was, I was like, I don't have parents. Like mm. what, like how do I do this in the world? Mm. But I felt this sense of peace that they were together mm. and that their spirits were together. And I like, I, I constantly get these visualizations and I see them together. Like I see them in like two armchairs sitting side by mm. side and like holding hands. But when my mom passed, I felt like, <clears throat> I felt like she was upset. Like she was not with us. I mean, mm-hmm. my my grandmother passed after my mom. So both of my grandmothers had to bury their children. And it's just, it's just appalling. And mm-hmm. it's literally it's just something, it's like my driving force of like, okay, life is so precious. Why am I not living my purpose? Why am I not helping other people? So like our little tagline is, you know, empowering you to be bold, tenacious, and resilient because it is it's so much easier said than done because I still get caught up in, in the, the details. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got to send this email. I got to do this. I got to do this. And not every single thing is going to be your life's purpose. Like, you know, me sending an email before coming here in a coffee shop to my co-packer is not living my life's purpose, but it's basically, it's on the journey. So mm-hmm. I really am constantly thinking every single day, is this something that, you know, if tomorrow was my last, what what, mm-hmm. you know, what have I done? And what am I doing to, you know, empower other people to really like, grab life by the balls and live it. As far as just allowing yourself to to grieve, what did that look like? Because I, I, I don't know what that feels like to lose your parents, but I almost like in kind of just empathically, just kind of feeling like it would be a little scary to kind of go there and feel like, I don't know if I could come out of that like grieving. Mm-hmm. What did that oh, grieving look like? That's such a great question. I... Yeah, I, I think that I didn't. I probably did not give myself permission to grieve. I immediately, I, the type of person I am, I am a Virgo, like everything I Virgo. Knew it. <laughs> so clear. I literally just threw. I threw myself into work both times, mm-hmm. and that's why after a while I was like, I should just do this for myself because if I'm going to work 100 hours a week, like let's let's do it for myself and really put my mission out there and put my parents' mission out there. But I think my my husband is such a great support system, and he is my polar opposite, even though he's a Virgo, like he's not a Virgo. I'm pretty, he's on the cusp of Leo and Virgo. So I'm pretty sure he's a Leo. He's the one that's like, your parents would not want you to stop living your life. So let's like, let's hold space. Let's grieve together. And then let's move on. Like, let's, you know, let's live their life out because for a while, I think, and I still have this and it's probably grew up Catholic and it's probably this, I feel like this Catholic guilt comes back and it still does. I had mentioned earlier that I, I, 
just lost. We just had to bury our little puppy, Bubba. And I like literally have guilt if Mm -hmm. I'm like even being here in LA and not being in San Francisco at home. I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel so guilty. Like, would I have been able to do this if Bubba was still alive and we were taking care of him? It's There's this constant guilt. So I think that's part of Mm -hmm. the grieving process that I am still coming to terms with. And this is several years later. But I... I, I take a lot of comfort in being able to talk to them. And I I like to think of myself as a spiritual person. A lot of my a lot of my closest friends are very spiritual. We we try to channel my parents. We I was just with one of my best friends in San Diego last night and, and she's a medium and we 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 channel my parents and we talk to them. And I am just so grateful because I get such clear messages, mm. even about the business, even small things like use this font. Like I literally just have this gut feeling mm. and I'm like, where is that coming from? Like it's got to be coming from something deeper and something beyond. So I like to say that I run the business, you know, I operate 50% data, I'm very data driven, but it also has to kind of do that gut check as well. Mm. Wow. And yeah, with a business, it's so important to have that like driving force because I think for a lot of our listeners, they have something that they're super passionate about or that they want to do, but it can get really overwhelming when you start to create a business. You know, people can either get ahead of themselves and just be so overwhelmed with thinking about all the steps that they don't start it. So I guess what advice would you give for someone that wants to live on purpose? Like they want to live and do the thing that they've been wanting to do for a long time, but feel maybe they're scared or maybe they just haven't taken the leap yet. Oh my goodness, I have so many things. So I I know a lot of times people say start before you're ready. And I do agree with that. I think that, you know, sometimes we sit in this in this concept and this idea forever and it we don't bring it we don't bring it to market and people might regret that. So, but the thing that I always say is like, yes, start before you're ready, but make sure that you have, that you're prepared, so that you're financially prepared. Starting a business, especially a product-based business, a CPG company, is extremely capital intensive. And I've been talking to a lot of, especially female founders who have these um, incredible ideas. I'm like, you should do this. Like, but first figure out what you need. Like, do you have the savings? Do you, you know, do you need funding? Like what is going, what are the next steps? Because you might start it like we did and then sell out in like two months and then be like, okay, what do we, what do we do now? And then being able to have that backup plan is super important. The other thing I, I like this piece of advice is like, try to stay even keeled in the business as much as possible. I know that there's so many like high highs and then there's also so many low lows and just being going into this, knowing that it is a work in progress. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. All of these companies that IPO and just, I mean, you see like, you know, I just raised $290 million and we're based in San Francisco. Food tech is huge. So whenever anyone comes and talks to us, they're like, oh, are you a food tech company? I'm like, we're a CBG company. Like, you know, we are, we're, we're a snack company. We're a functional snack company. We're doing things differently than what exists on the market, but we are not revolutionizing new machinery to make plant-based chicken. Like mm-hmm. that's, and that's what's getting a lot of attention right now. So if anyone is thinking of starting, you know, in the food space or the beverage space, it's, you know, find that unique differentiator and then really hammer it out. So like I did not write a business plan. I, my business plan is literally in the notes section in my phone. So that is what I was doing for a month, literally just writing. Like every, it was kind of like the stream of consciousness of who I want my target consumer to be, knowing that that might change. So being adaptable, but having everything in front of you, even if it's just like this big lump of words and going through it and refining it and revisiting it. So it's, you know, start before your time, know that you're going to get a lot of no's, but there's always a yes on the other side of no. 
and try to stay even killed within the process. You know, thinking about like immediately starting a business being like, I'm going to launch into Target, which is great. Like that's an awesome goal. And we would love BTR bars to be in Target one day. You could. But mm-hmm. thank you. I hope so. You will. Love sure. Target. Love Target. But, you know, knowing that there's certain steps that you need to take to get to that goal and making sure that you have it written down. Because once it's written down, then you can really actualize it because it's something you're shooting for. Mm. But that doesn't always happen on day one. And, you know, you hear like Oatly, for example, like, oh, Oatly is is an overnight success. But Oatly's been around since like the mid-90s. So it has been, you know, there's been so many iterations. The recipes have changed. So really just going into it, knowing go for it, but be adaptable. I want to clarify on the money piece. So, and this is a silly question, but if you're selling out all the bars, wouldn't you use that money to buy more bars? Right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So then (laughs) what happens there is, so for us, for example, so we're 100% self-funded. I like to say by the Bank of Ashley because that's how we're self-funded. So when you, your a lot of your inventory, a lot of your capital is tied up in inventory. And that's like really what, what happens with us. So then what else can you do? So we're, I mean, we, we're super organic. A lot of people are hearing about BTR bars just through word of mouth, through social media. I try to have a strong presence on Instagram as well as TikTok. I finally embraced TikTok and we had one like semi-viral TikTok that had like- Which one? It was the story about my parents. So people- Oh, bless. And it was, I'm so honored and so grateful about that because like even like, at the end of the day, like, yes, it's it's great. I want people to try the bars, but I need to get my parents' story and mission out mm. there and just this this mantra. I need people to live that. Like, oh, I want bless. people to live that. And that story, like, I think the TikTok had 90,000 views or something like that, which was really cool and fun to see. So that's helping. But most companies are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on marketing. Like, we don't, we don't really spend on marketing. So if all of your capital is tied up in inventory, you have to just get really creative. And it's been great to be bootstrapped, but in in the CPG world, it's things are, I don't want to say a race because that's the wrong word, but it's, you just see so many of your colleagues around you and you have to really have laser focus and be like, it's okay if I'm bootstrapped right now. We are in like month 10, month nine of the company. Like you cannot compare yourself. Like comparison is the thief of joy. You cannot compare yourself to companies that have been around for four, five, six, seven years. So, you know, run your own race and, you know, try to make it happen that way. And I think, you know, coming from the supplement industry, it was like supplements are just, I don't want to say they're easier to make, but it's, you can kind of like, put in a purchase order and get your ingredients. And in like four weeks, you have a powder, <laughs> you have a, you have a mix, you have a blend. Mm-hmm. And this is, might, might have changed in COVID, but this was several years ago, but with a food or beverage, it's just such an intricate process and, you know, getting line time. And it's just, it's so crazy. On the comparison piece, Krista recently did a solo on comparison and we've just been kind of having conversations around that. It felt like we kind of went through, and a lot of us went through like a season of just like intense comparison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess, how do you balance, you know, staying, putting your blinders on, but then also like being able to take in what others are doing as like inspiration and motivation? So for me, I've been trying to dedicate time to like really craft out time being like, okay, I'm going to go on Instagram and scroll for the purpose of finding inspo and being like, oh, I love what this other, and what this other company is doing. And I get so excited when I see my colleagues. I'm like, yes, you're, you're rocking it. This is so awesome. Like, how can we adopt that for BTR bar? How can we do something different? How can we partner? How can we collaborate? And then I can also, like, I, I just know, like you, you have to really 
dig deep down and like find your intention. Like, are you going, like, am I going onto Instagram looking at another brand's Instagram stories because I really just want to feel bad about myself? Like, Mm -hmm. and I can feel the difference. It's like night and day where I can too. And it's Mm -hmm. for some reason, like sometimes I still can't stop. And Mm -hmm. that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going to set a timer and I'm going to do this for all of three minutes. And then I'm going back to my task because it's not valuable. It's just not helping us, you know, put our mission out there, put our purpose out there. Like it's just mindlessly scrolling, but it's mindlessly scrolling with like an intention to kind of like make yourself feel bad as an entrepreneur, which just like doesn't make sense. But it's just, it's the imposter syndrome where Mm -hmm. it's, okay, well, if this company is doing this, like, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we at this level yet? And it's, you know, when we're putting out our, like when I'm recording myself and putting out Instagram stories, I'm hoping that, it's empowering other companies to be like, oh, this is, you know, Ashley's doing really cool stuff. Like, let's let's partner and collaborate. But I hope it's never making, like, a business owner feel bad. Like, oh, well, I should do more Instagram stories or I should do oh my more God. TikToks. And- That's the most woman thing to say. <laughs> and a man would never be like, I hope that with my succeeding, I'm not making anyone else sad about it. <laughs> I do. It is. And I, like, I catch myself. Oh, like, my gosh. Even now, I'm just like, yes, that is such a woman thing to say. But in, but I do feel like there's other entrepreneurs that come to me and they're like, okay, well, you're really rocking at social media. Like my mm. my bread and butter is direct to consumer and talking to the customer, relationship building. Like that is like my bread and butter. So if they're getting that, they're like, oh, well, you know, I decided I'm going to do like Founder Friday Instagram stories because of you putting yourself out there and it inspired me to do that. And I'm like, yes, that just gets me so excited. But I think with, I mean, comparison, it's just part of the game and just making sure that when you wake up, you have your goals aligned and then figuring out like, am I scrolling for basically to sabotage myself or am I scrolling because I want that inspo? Mm -hmm. And I think a little bit of both is just natural and then not being like, oh, I just spent an hour scrolling, comparing myself to others. Like that was shit. Like I just wasted my day. Then just move on kind of thing. I think it's like, it's that all or nothing mindset that I very much had when I was in like the diet mindset, right? Like if, you know, I, I did so well all day, but I had one bite of ice cream. So my diet went to shit, which means that now I can just eat everything that's left in the fridge. It's kind of that all or nothing mindset with entrepreneurship too. Like if you had a day that wasn't as, you know, super productive, like let it go and, you know, wake up the next morning and rock it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to like adjust to the mindset or I remember even with us, I had to like settle in, like this is my career, you know? It's like, this is no longer like, push it to the limit. How much can you get done in a day? Yes. Because it's going to go away. It's like, this is here to stay. You can settle into it. Mm -hmm. I was wondering with the idea, like, and even the branding and the style and the logos, it's so beautiful. Like you did a really good job. Mm -hmm. Thank you. With all of that, and I think a lot of women that are starting businesses, want to start a business, can really relate where they're very visual, they're very aesthetic, they're very like color focused. It's very much like conceptualized in their mind first. How did you take you know, the idea of the brand product and then the idea of the vision of the aesthetic and the mission and sort of take these abstract ideas and put them into something that made sense, was cohesive, and that and you could act upon. I think it it, it all comes from the, the consumer, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm thinking about what what our consumer wants and how they're like, when are our customers eating protein bars? And I, I jump on calls with our customers. So like if we, like our best customers, for example, and some of our best customers are like 70 year old women that live in like the Upper East Side in New York City. And it's the cutest thing because 
I, 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 you know, I jumped on a, a call last week with one of our customers, Laura, and I was like, oh, we made this cool TikTok. And she's like, what's TikTok? Oh my and gosh. It's, just, it's so funny. You just talked to them? <laughs> and yeah, and I just talked to them. And I mean, this was an hour call and just listening to, you know, her, her life story. I learned that she like grew up in San Francisco and she was like, oh, when you come back new, to New York, we should do, you know, we should do a visit and a meetup. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously trying to get these like nuggets of information about like what flavors, you know, this, this woman would want to see and, you know, what, what she thinks of the packaging and like what, you know, getting all this feedback. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the key. And before launching the brand, it's so hard. So I had to make an assumption and as our target customers, and I think a lot of people launch their brands because they themselves are the target consumer. So I'm the target consumer for BTR bars. So I had to make assumptions everything, like the fine detail between like, what should we put on front of pack? Like, you know, all of the bars have this like shadow effect that leads up to BTR bar. And that's to make you feel like it's like light and, and resilience and like this kind of like, like the superhero palette. And it's so interesting because, you know, most people that I asked, they're like, oh, did, did you realize that like, you know, the energy bar has like these little, you know, stark lines, but the Zen bar has these waves. And some people are like, oh, I didn't even realize. And some people are like, I love that because mm. it puts me in this mindset of feeling Zen and relaxed and at peace. So I'm just really gathering all this feedback. But at first, I just made a lot of assumptions to make sure that it's something that I would want as a target consumer. And then of course, like asking friends and we have a really large brand ambassador community. We work with the BTR Collective. So that's registered dietitians, herbalists, naturopathic doctors. So just literally trying to jump on as many phone calls as possible with people or Zoom conversations or meeting people in person now, which is very exciting. So yeah, wow. it's, in the beginning, mm. it was really tough though, because this was in the middle of COVID. I, I couldn't even do taste testing. It was literally, it was myself and my husband and like my neighbor. <laughs> And that was it. And it was really scary to invest in something that like three people tasted. And then then seeing the response has been, thank goodness, so incredible. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. At the top of the year, I always do a little audit on what I'm putting in my body and on my body. And I actually retook the quiz on humnutrition.com. They are an OG partner of ours that we love so much. And so many of you have become hum fans yourself. So when you go to humnutrition.com, you can take a quiz. It's really easy, super short. You will then get your nutritionist reports. So these are recommendations personalized to your needs and then you can customize so you can add take away choose your vitamins and save so we have a code almost 30 as always we got you and almost 30 will get you 20% off your first order wanted to recommend a few supplements that I have taken religiously and I love so, so much. So I take the daily cleanse every day. This is really helps to keep my skin clear and just generally cleanse my body. I love it. Um, I am also taking OMG, Omega the Great. This has also been great for my skin. Uh, this is an ultra pure omega-3 fish oil. So it has an ideal ratio of EPA and DHA. Um, this is also good for my heart and brain health. Omegas, omegas, omegas are amazing. 
zing. And lastly, I really, really love turn back time. So this is age-defying skin cell protection. So we've got environmental stressors everywhere we go. Um, So if you want to get your UV damage under control, uh, these are plant extracts and antioxidants for healthy, younger looking skin. It also helps protect against free radical damage. So humnutrition.com, H-U-M nutrition.com. Use the code almost 30 and you're going to get 20% off your first order of 20 dollars or more. Humnutrition.com and you'll use code almost 30 for 20% off first orders of $29 or more. My mom texted me the other day and said, have you heard of AG1, Athletic Greens? And I said, mom, have you been listening to the podcast for the past few years? Like we are number one fans of Athletic Greens. So I was so excited because I was going home and I brought her a bag of Athletic Greens and she has been loving it. So this has really helped me and she's telling me her with digestion, energy, um, and I'm so excited to introduce it to you. If you haven't tried Athletic Greens, now is the time. Here is your sign. I am obsessed because this powder brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. So it's one scoop in cold water. That's my preference. Shake it up. And there are 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. And this is one daily serving. The special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredients uh, work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. So again, supporting energy and focus, it aids with gut health and digestion and supports a healthy immune system. So if you're a little overwhelmed taking multiple pills and all that stuff, supplements, this is an incredible way to fill those gaps. I'm so excited because they just rebranded. It is fantastic and you are going to love it. So join us in this Athletic Greens obsession. When you go to athleticgreens.com slash almost 30, you are going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash almost 30 today. This is major. Free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, which I love. I take with me everywhere. Athleticgreens.com slash almost 30. One more time, athleticgreens.com slash almost 30. Something you said I think is really important and just making this distinction clear is that before you launched, you made a lot of assumptions. And I think that was something we did too. You know, creating the show that we wanted to hear in the world, creating and listening to the content that we wanted to hear in the world, doing really what we felt like was from our heart first. And then now with having a product out there or having what we do out there, now we seek feedback. And I think that's the really important piece that worked for us and it seems like worked for you. And I just want to offer for people that I believe and this might not be right, but I believe that that's the best way to go about it. Because I think if you seek feedback too often before you launch or start, then you get really lost in the feedback and you're working off of other people's ideas of what's possible, their dreams, their visions, like their limitations. Like you really get really muddled at the beginning when you're asking for a lot of feedback from people. So I think feedback should be something that you're really leveraging when you need the brand to scale or grow or iterate or evolve. But before that, it's best to really stick with your vision. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Just because in the beginning, it's you're in, still in the process. Like you have to, you have to tell the consumer what they want essentially. Because we we still do, you know, we we put out a lot of surveys and we ask on Instagram, like, what flavors do you want to see? I mean, literally everyone has a different version of a flavor that they want to see, and it's you know it's exciting and it's really fun to see. But still, you have to kind of put all of that together and gather that feedback and be like, so from what you told us, this is what you want to see. And it's just so interesting because people are like, oh, did I, did I say that? Like, they don't even remember. So I think I that, that. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. Like, I didn't ask for this bar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have a new flavor. They're like, check their responses. They're like, that's not what I asked for. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. So like his peanut butter chocolate was not something that I was planning on doing. What? I was making the bar as peanut-free. You didn't so get I was like, Christmas form? Yeah, honestly. What are you talking about? I know. You know I'm a PB chalk girl. And it's, it's just so funny because people are like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess I did give that feedback. Like in the moment, people are thinking of themselves, what they want at 100%. that time. Like it's like a random Tuesday and they're yes. like, I'm tired. So I want an energy bar or I'm feeling stressed. <clears throat> so I want a Zen bar. So it's also really important to look at the industry as a whole. So, you know, identifying the trends that are out there that are that are working and making sure that it aligns with what you want to what you want to do. So in the food industry, obviously like plant-based is 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 huge. And that is just, it's not letting up any steam. It's only growing. But for me, especially with you know, my my parents having cancer, the, the three non-negotiables for me was it has to be plant-based because I basically put them on this plant-based diet when they were diagnosed. And that was helpful for them. It was helpful for them to digest food more easily. It was, it was helpful for them to get more nutrients. We I tried to do as much no added sugar as possible. The crazy thing with cancer is that it it lives on sugar. So my my father didn't have this as much, but my mom was craving sugar. So she mm. loved she loved the bites because it kind of like satisfied that sweet mm-hmm. tooth, but not even enough. Like sometimes she would eat the bites and she'd be like, I want jello. Like it was it was just so random. Like these things, like jello, cheesecake, like cancer literally wow. craves sugar. Why? And it's it's how it metabolizes. Wow. So it's it's just such a scary thought. Mm. So I for didn't me, know that. it was like no added sugar. That's and it's I, and I don't want like I could never say this because then people are like, oh well, you know, Ashley, you shouldn't make people afraid of sugar. I totally get it. This is I don't want any fear around food because food is amazing and it's mm-hmm. it, it connects you in so many levels to so many so many people because it comes from the soul. Like food should be delicious, and you know, first and foremost, I wanted you know flavor is king, so I want the bars to taste amazing. But I knew I needed to do that for us without any added sugar. But that does not mean that I don't eat a peanut butter cookie or a chocolate chip mm-hmm. cookie from time to time. These things happen. But I don't want people to be afraid of sugar, but this is the reality as of what sugar can do in the body. And after I have that sugar cookie, I'm literally like, like I have brain fog. I cannot focus. And it's it's just crazy the amount of sugar that is still exists in the American diet. So if we can take out as much yeah. as possible, just us, and then you can go enjoy like your homemade chocolate chip cookie after, go for it. But I don't want to be adding more sugar to your diet. And then these like, crazy ingredients that I'm like, what What even is this? Like, why is digestion-resistant maltodextrin, which is a thing in my protein bar? And that, those were the three non-negotiables for us. Whoa. I would love to talk about those superstar ingredients in your mm-hmm. bars because I feel like what I love, what I love is that there's a bar for any time of day. Mm-hmm. And I also get to know like these superfoods through the brand. So it's like reishi and other ingredients that I'm like, oh, this is something that I would take, say, before bed. And so like I'm learning 
too. I love so that. I would love to talk about the superstar ingredients in the bars. Sure. Yeah. So we use an expert approved blend. So every single bar that comes to market, we work with registered dietitians, master herbalists, clinical herbalists, and naturopathic doctors. And we actually, we do have a fifth flavor that's in the works. It's taking a long time, but we're working with a rock star clinical herbalist based in New York City. And the bar is actually going to be in partnership with her. So literally every single stage of the process is instead of just giving feedback, because a lot of our dietitians, they give feedback. They're like, oh yeah, I like this ingredient. I like this ingredient. Like, you know, send us some samples. She's very actively involved in the actual preparation of the bar and making sure that it's like exactly to her liking. So I'm so excited for that one to launch. Hopefully by end of year with vanilla shortbread. (laughs) That's my guess. (laughs) That's my flavor vote. It, it might be possible. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make <laughs> sure I'm to make a note through what's this. possible from a natural perspective. Mm-hmm. And vanilla shortbread seems to be possible. I mean, you did snickerdoodle very well. Thank yeah. you. Dude, That's my it. favorite. I, I like bliss. I, mm-hmm. I know. Energy and bliss are my favorites as well. I had I had an energy bar on the bar on the way here. So the snickerdoodle one, cinnamon cookie dough. It's it was so. It's such a complicated recipe because you have to use like this very specific cinnamon in order to make sure that that real, like that cinnamon flavor of a snickerdoodle cookie comes through. So that's powered by maca, cordyceps, and cinnamon. And we, the reason we used maca and cordyceps is because those are like, those are just energy boosters. It is, I mean, maca is just, it is just phenomenal. I really feel a difference when I take maca versus when I don't take maca. Like that's the thing. Like I, We'll take a maca supplement as well. And I will realize like two weeks later, if I like forgot to take it or something like that, I'm like, why am I so tired? I'm like, that is why. So maca does wonders. Cordyceps is a wonderful mushroom. And then our, our your favorite, Krista, peanut butter bliss is boosted with pumpkin seed protein and reishi mushroom and cacao. So it has 100% chocolate chips. And so when people see like 100% chocolate, they're like, so what's in the chocolate? That's a question we get all the time. So I have to definitely have to make that clearer because it is literally just cacao. It is 100% chocolate. So there's no lecithins, there's no gums, there's no sugar alcohols because most chocolate on the market has either sugar in it or has some type of like additive. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy when people are like, wait, what's in the chocolate? I'm like, it should just be chocolate. So it is literally just cacao because cacao in its purest form has just such incredible mood boosting benefits, relaxation benefits. So love me some good cacao. And then reishi is, oh my goodness, my favorite mushroom. And then we we also, we use maca, spinach, and kale in our recharge bar. There's just so many fun superfoods and adaptogens Mm. that we really are taking from Eastern medicine. I mean, these have been used for thousands and thousands of years and they do things. I mean, they really are super powerful in the body. And we're not telling you like, okay, if you're going to recharge bar, then you don't have to take your supplement. We're just saying like, if you take supplements, great. That's awesome. But if you want a protein bar or a snack, why not eat one that has actual purposeful ingredients clean ingredients and has no added sugar. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. our positioning in the world. We're for the label readers. So like we, you know, when you're standing in Erewhon Market and you see everyone there and they're all like flipped the back of the package over, that's that's where we need mm-hmm. to be. So that's, that's our home mm-hmm. is anyone that's looking at the product and being like, oh, the front is really pretty. I'm going to actually take a look at what's inside of it. And then I'm going to take a bite of it and experience this amazing, like, let me take a bite of the Bliss Bar. It literally tastes like a peanut butter cup. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to reenact that that feeling that you get when you're a child and you're like, oh, yummy, Reese's. And it's, you know, the bar, we have people that say like, oh, it tastes just like a Reese's. 
It does taste like a peanut butter cup, but it tastes like a healthier version of a peanut butter cup because yeah, Reese's still Reese's. has like 30 grams <laughs> I love of sugar. It. It's my shit, but it's not a Reese's. Exactly. It's still Just, has- like, what kills me when I see that. I'm like, try this. It's like, he's like, dude, no, that's not even close. And we try to tell people that like, yes, it's a peanut butter cup. I don't cup, want but it Reese's. to taste like a Reese's. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because if it tastes like a Reese's, it's prob- probably has like 30 grams of sugar and yeah. it has all this crap in it and is nothing wrong with it. Like enjoy, but that's not what we, wa- what we want our bars to be. Yeah. And like, you don't want to eat a Reese's at like 10 a.m. Exactly. Or I mean, I, I could for sure. <laughs> I definitely have, but it's, yeah. And the Bliss one is definitely my favorite. Yours is? Mine's the cinnamon cookie dough. Cinnamon mm-hmm. cookie dough. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're like a perfect size, which I really like. Last question for me. I'm really excited about the BTR Collective and really just you being on calls with people that are mm-hmm. customers and then leveraging community. What's your vision with that? Oh. Okay, so I'm going to let out a secret. So my vision actually is I am all in on this idea. So it's going to happen. I just don't know when. I really want to uh, buy a BTR van or rent a BTR van, like paint it, like strip it, like make it look amazing and just travel from city to city and meet our customers. Give wow. out, like this is the dream. I don't know if personally I'm going to be able to do this myself since the company is literally just me. That would be a little challenging. But as long as the van has Wi-Fi and I, I think we can make it work. But that <laughs> is the dream to, you know, to host these little brand ambassador meetups in all of our cities. So, you know, we we're, we're, we have a brand ambassador meetup tonight in LA, which is exciting. We're, I'm going to Philly. I'm going to New York. We had one in Chicago. So it's this is like really important to me to get to know our customers because I've been noticing, like it's really interesting. I don't love to post myself in my stories. I don't really love being the face of our TikTok, but people eat it up. Like they want to know and they want to know me more. So I'm like, okay, if this is what you want, I'm going to give it to you. So if you really want FaceTime with the founder and like people are so excited about tonight and they're, you know, messaging me and texting me being like, oh my goodness, can we meet beforehand? Can we go for a walk? It's just, it's so awesome to see because everyone's got such great stories and I love learning from them and they love learning about how to run a company and they just, they just want to know like what's behind Mm. the company and all of these like large, you know, industry leaders, conglomerates, they don't share the face. They don't share the story. And, you know, to me, I was like, well, maybe that's, maybe there's a reason why, like maybe we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. But it's working and people want to get to know what's what's behind the company. So it's been it's been really fun as well to be like, okay, I'm gonna be walking through LA and I'm like taking Instagram stories and I kind of feel like an influencer, but I'm not <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. So everyone's an influencer. That's true. <laughs> We're all collectively so, influencers. So true. Yes. Truly. I love thinking about you on TikTok, actually. I know. And I'm like, ooh, you're reaching a younger demographic. I want mm. these in schools. I want these oh my at God, college. These in schools. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. So the second part to that. So the big thing is that I really want us to be in hospitals and vending machines. Mm. Yeah. So yes. Just thought of vending machines. Yeah. So that is something we're working on. So that distribution channel is a little bit different than, you know, if you would you would be using a distributor to go into Air One Market or to go into Sprouts or Whole Foods. It's a bit of a different distributor and a different channel, but it is 100% the goal because that's where it started. Yeah. When you go to a vending machine, you just automatically know I'm eating junk. And I we want to change that. And I'm just shocked that it it hasn't. Like that is like an open market. So if anyone's listening and wants to st- <laughs> figure out how to change like the vending machine mm-hmm. industry, because people that, especially as we go back into offices, like 
what is happening with, I mean, why is all this junky food still in vending machines and especially in hospitals and cafeteria foods? So we are, we're in the process of working with the distributor to get into more universities. So you're thinking exactly how yeah. I am, Lindsay. I think, <sighs> I think too, just on the vending machine point, it's like, can a bunch of healthy brands band together, mm-hmm. pull a little bit of money and get like, a few thousand like branded vending machines just yes. for their healthy and they're all mm-hmm. featured in there because I, I can that imagine idea. that there's probably some, you know, vending machine monopoly happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. That yes. needs to be kind of pushed. Yes. I, I I don't see you fitting into the typical vending machine. Right. It's almost like you need to create your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm going to add it to the list with the van. <laughs> We're I on just, it. Four Sigmatic did the van. Yeah. Tarot. Yes. Remember Tarot? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He did the, the shroom. And the shroom room. Shroom-mobile? Shroom, it was a shroom-mobile. Shroom I don't yeah. know what it was, but he had like that van and went around. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's such good FaceTime. And it's just a way to, because like right now I'm hitting all of the major cities, but we have customers who order like 20 boxes from us and they're like in Opelika, Alabama. Like I need to be able to reach these people on a more personal basis. So right now it's phone calls and Zoom, but one day, hopefully we'll be driving the BTR bar mobile. So oh my gosh. Amazing. We could totally make that happen. I love this mission. How can people buy their BTR bars? Where can they find you? Retailer online? Yes. So we are at eatbtrbar.com. We're also on Amazon. We're on a bunch of, we're like all over the interwebs. So if you literally just search for BTR bar, we're there. And then we also have a store locator on our website as well. We're in a bunch of cafes and gyms and boutiques, and we are launching into distribution in 2022. So very excited about that, starting in a couple of different key regions. And then hopefully we'll be, we'll be taking the nation by storm. Yay. I know. We have almost 30 code for 20% off everything on eatbtrbar.com. And you can get the sample pack, which is really good. Or I love the bliss. Lindsay loves cinnamon cookie dough. Cinnamon (laughs) cookie (laughs) dough. What's that one called? (laughs) What's that one called? Energy. 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 <laughs> oh my god, you've said that four times. <laughs> you've asked me four times. I, know, I just realized that. Dude, I'm such a fat kid. Oh my god. I'm like, say it again. <laughs> it's that good. Oh, it is Dude, truly oh god, that I'm good. Crying. Oh man, thank you for being here. Oh, love your you love so your story much. and your mission. Same. And, and thank you for supporting us for so long. Truly. Of course. Thank truly. you. Simon. You've supported us for years. Mm-hmm. It is literally such an honor. So oh. I mean, as a listener for years, literally, I cannot believe I'm in the chair. Oh, so, you I'm crushed up. So, so we're so grateful. Super thrilled. Okay, guys. We love you so much. Love, love you. you. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much, Ashley. Again, you can go to eatbtrbar.com. You can get 20% off any of their bars, their zen, their energy, or recharge. Again, my favorite is the cinnamon cookie dough with code ALMOST30. Yes. And we are excited to welcome you to camp. You can still reserve your spot. It is happening this Saturday, January 22nd. It is all day. It's going to be incredible. Our lineup is phenomenal. You can check out the lineup and reserve your spot at almost30.com slash camp. It is completely free. Tell a friend. We cannot wait to see you. Thank you for listening to the show. If this episode or any other episode has impacted you in any way, leaving a five-star review on Apple 
Apple Podcast really helps us out. It helps us to bring on more incredible guests and reach more people. So thank you in advance. We adore you all. Hope you have a beautiful day and we'll see you on the next one. We'll see you soon. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.